welcome to Touch by Prayer. I am so excited. Oh my goodness, can you just feel the excitement in the air? Because not only are we on we are on Facebook, but we are also on YouTube. So I'm just trying to make sure that uh, we are up and we are on and we'll make sure that everybody is, is good to go. So if you are here, please make sure that you say a quick howdy do because we are going to get started. I have so I'm so excited because my guest has written a book that is going to just seriously, it's going to bring you up into a whole new level. Oh, heck yeah, it is. I'm so, so excited. Okay, I can see that people are on. Hello, hello. Share, share, share. Sharing is caring. I Hopefully, we are on YouTube. So if anybody is on YouTube, please make sure that you go ahead and say something because uh, I'm just trying to see. I've never done this before. So today is a bunch of new stuff. <laughs> okay, so um, the first time that um, I got to meet my guest, it's because the Lord sent me to um, to Periscope. He sent me back to, to Periscope. And I was like, I really don't want to go back to Periscope. And it's not that it was a bad thing. It was just, it was a really hard thing. But you know what? God knows exactly what you need. And he knows exactly who you need to have in your life. And so I started to listen to this adorable woman by the name of Andrea Joy, which of course, when it said Joy, I was like, oh, heck yeah. And I started to listen to her and I was like, oh my gosh, I love her. So of course, me being me, I had to reach out to her and I had to invite her and, uh, and have her come on Touch by Prayer. But what has been so awesome is that God always has a plan. And so he decided that it wasn't only wonderful to have her on once, but it was great to have her on twice. And so we are going to talk about her book, which is called The Path of Truth and the story of the lives that we believe. This is such a fantastic book. Um, I, I can't highly recommend it enough. So we're going to talk about that. But I really want you guys, if you can, go get this book because I am telling you, it's going to open up your eyes to a whole new level of understanding of how God works. Um, also, please share the broadcast because we want to get as many on here. We want to start building up faith because there is a lot to be excited about. So without further ado, I'm going to bring up Andrew Joy Mode. Andrea, welcome back to Touch by Prayer. Oh, I can hear you. Oh, wait, stop. I can hear you. We're going to try it. Let's see if I can get you. Let's see. We have no sound. So hold on. Okay. Are you there? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I found out. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I see what happened. Okay. How about that? Am I here? Yes. You're good. Awesome. Thanks for having me, friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it. this is going to be one of those, um, this is, I just really feel that timing is of the essence right now in everything that we're doing. I think that there is... Um, no like coincidence or anything. Cause the last time that you were on, it was perfectly fine. But I also feel right now, yeah. especially in light of the truth that is going forth in oh, our world today. That's right. <laughs> truth that is being, you know, discovered and uncovered today. I think that this is perfect. So, 
let's let's just because you have a nice little spiel. Why don't you go ahead and introduce everybody? Uh, you go there before I do my spiel on why the truth being revealed today. I think you should. Uh, okay, so all right, so this <laughs> this is the thing. If you guys have not been under a rock and you have not heard that there have been a bunch of doctors who have gone out and have talked about some truths of some lies that have been, um, that, that uh, have been propagated. How about that? We're going to, we're going to try to put it in a way so we don't get shut down because I really want people to hear about your book, but I will say this, do your homework, but I, I do want to say something about um, the voice that was used. The, uh, the voice that was used, um, you know, it's very interesting because Biblically, I look at names, and one of the things is that um, the name Emmanuel means God is with us. And so when you see and hear that name, you pay attention. And so as I've been like paying attention to God is with us, there are truths. And one of the things that we were kind of talking about, Andrea, is that when, when God is going to do something, he does nothing unless he tells his prophets. And there is um, one of the things that God has been saying to me, I said, um, and you reminded me, is that I said the end of July that there was going to be a complete change. And, uh, and something was just going to magically whoop, go away. Um, so, <laughs> and I've been saying this for a while. But the end of July, and guess where we are? we are in the end of July. But I, but one of the things that just came to me as you and I were talking off camera, is I I started to think of um, Deborah, and I started to think of Deborah and Deborah's role. And one of the things about Deborah is that Deborah, um, when Barack she he came to her and said, "Can we take this?" She said, "Yes," and he says, "But will you go with me?" And so she said, "Okay, I'll go with you." But she said, but the victory will not be yours. Mm -hmm. The victory belongs to a woman. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to say today that there was a victory that happened from a woman actually yesterday, but we'll say yesterday and today from a woman who took, who was nothing but a tent maker. And she took the peg and she put it into the king's head and destroyed him. Yeah. Well, I believe the same thing has happened, but it wasn't done with a 10 peg. It was done with a microphone. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> I think it was done with a microphone. I am telling you, mic drop. So yeah. I am just excited because I really believe that God is doing something. So let's let's bring you up and let's uh, let's talk a little bit. Why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Sure. Um well, I was on last month, kind of last minute, so that was fun. This was the previously scheduled engagement. But uh, my name is Andrea Joy, and I have a website that's andreajoy.org. If you'd like to head over there, and we can stay connected outside of social media. But my heart is just to see people walk in more of the fullness of God. I grew up in different religious environments, different churches, um, Christian schools, that really left me wanting more. And I rebelled, and when I came back to God, I figured out it was a whole new ball game when you got to know him for who he is. And so my heart is to just see people get out of the church box, get out of religion and, and get to know his heart, this audience of one that you're going to have relationship with forever. And so, um, I've written a few books, I, I blog and do a few things, but, uh, mainly I take care of my family. 
But if there's one thing I want people to realize is just the fullness of his kingdom that's available to us. Awesome. I love that. And I love the way that you pray because, you know, we are, we are in trying times. We are in very trying times. And I believe that God is, is saying, you know, in these trying times, what do you do? And so one of the things that we can do is we can get mad or we can get praying. And that's what you do. And I love that you are a prayer warrior, that the minute that you feel a shift and a change in the body of Christ, you're like, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. We're not doing that. That's not who we are. Wait, let us remind you who we are. And you get right on. You get right in there and you start, you start to share the good news. That's what I love. So today we, we were praying, we were praying and I'm telling you, um, it, it was powerful. I'm just saying. So let's talk about how, how did you come to this beautiful conclusion that we don't get mad? We go, we get to pray <laughs> because it seems like that is really your, that is like your go-to. You just That's get true. in there. Great question. I know I'm like sitting here. How did I come to that conclusion? You know, it was probably being a stay-at-home mom for so many years. I didn't have a lot of people to talk to. Most of my friends were go-getters type A's like me and they all went back to work. Um, and so it was me and Jesus a lot. And so I would say that's probably it is that my conversation with him is always ongoing. Um, and so when I start to, like you said, sense something going wrong, I start talking to him and then I start going, okay, wait, let's invite some more people into the conversation, right? Holy Spirit has a party line. <laughs> He's saying the same thing to the body. And so I think that's probably how is that, that conversational relationship that was built over those years. Okay. I love that because, um, that's one of the things I love to do is to, um, is to actually, um, uh, here we go. We got some people saying hello. Hello. Oh, good. Okay. I just needed to see something because this is all new and exciting. But you and I are a lot alike in the fact that like I go to prayer. Like I was, I was working today and I was walking around my, um, cause I kind of went back to work part time. And so I was at my, uh, store and I was warfaring and praying and decreeing and declaring and, sh and shouting and taking back the things and, and, and just going after those things because, you know, there's a time to be quiet and there has been a time to be quiet, but this has been a time to just start moving. It is a time to start shifting the atmosphere. It is a time to start decreeing and it is a time to start speaking out the truth. Just saying. Well, and that actually is a really good segue because if you think about, you said, you know, that's your immediate that's your immediate perspective as well as to shift into prayer. But that comes from a place of confidence, knowing who you are and that your prayer and agreement shifts things. So many people feel like victims and feel helpless. And when they're praying, they're, they're, uh, they're pleading with God yes. instead of knowing their authority and knowing that their agreement produces results, which is the whole idea of this book is which getting is so good. So confident that your personal authority on this earth that says in Psalm 115, 16, the heavens belong to God. They are his alone, but he has given us the earth and he has put us in charge. Like that is, if we could get a hold of that, then all of us would shift to prayer immediately because we're the ones in charge down here. We have to lend our personal authority to what God is saying. Um, instead of just sitting back and taking life as it comes, which is mm. how I was 
kind of brought up and how a lot of Christians live. It's victimhood and it's not doing the world any good. Yes. And that's, that's the whole thing because, you know, in your book, there are so many places where people could have been the victim but what I really enjoyed about what you did is you turned them into the victor. Come on. Yeah. And that and, and that's the place of a warrior. Yeah. Warriors don't have victim mentalities. Warriors are like, oh no, 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 I'm going to win. That's right. Because if you don't know who you are and if you don't know whose team you're playing on, you're on. you're gonna be running around in circles. But when yeah. you know that you have the ball. Just that's saying, right. we have the ball. That's we don't right. have to be playing. To, we, we're constantly, people are playing defensive. Why do we play Come defensive on. when we should be offensively playing, right. just like in football, because we have the ball. We that's have right. Jesus. Hello, game over. That's right. it. That's it. And that's what this whole book, this talks about different people's situations where you can see the darkness come in. You can see the the, the noises and, and well, the thing I, I absolutely love. Um, I just went blank now. Um, uh, the, 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 I can see um, God, uh, the goodness of God. Blake Healy. Thank you, Lord. Um, <laughs> I can see like because yeah. you're a seer. Yeah. You know, and that that's one of the things like as you are a seer and you see things, we can see things into the spiritual realm. But so many people are like, we're constantly looking at the man behind the curtain. Come on. We're constantly we're, we're you know, that was the thing in the Wizard of Oz. Let's just go there. In the Wizard of Oz, everybody's looking at the great and powerful Oz, you right. know, but it was a dog. It was a dog. <laughs> Come on, Lisa. Who just went over and said, "Hey, let me, let me, let me just go show you what really is going on." Lisa, you give me your medicine tonight. Just take your medicine. <laughs> I'm, t- I, I'm telling you, there is. I got a fire in my belly. I'm telling the baby sleeping today. I got a fire in my belly. But when you when you start to see that, and you can see that it's it's sometimes it's it's those that we just ignore it's some sometimes it's the people who don't seem to have the loud voice or you know god used a donkey so hello he can use me but you know when they pulled back when when toto pulled back the curtain and the enemy was exposed what did he do he pulled back the curtain and he said pay no attention to the man behind the curtain (laughs) And that's what we've been doing. We haven't been paying attention. We've been staying fixed and focused on that big green monster. Or should I say the big red monster? Yeah. Right? Right. And we should have been looking at what was behind the curtain. So that's what you do is you expose the curtain. But you don't do it from from giving the enemy the power. You pull back the veil to show what God is doing. Yeah. Well, and a friend of mine, he said he loved the Peretti books in the 80s, which really described the physical appearance of demons. Um, And I was trying to stay away from that. I was just going more with the, because so many times it's the thoughts that come to people and they think it's their own or they think it's their mom's voice that they're hearing. You know, they're just hearing these and it's like, those are demons whispering to them. And so- and um, he was like, you didn't use Peretti's, like, you didn't describe the demons, but you described their voices. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Um, because <laughs> I want people to 
you always have a choice. When those thoughts come that tell you you're not going to make it financially, uh, you're going to die of this wonderful disease, um, mm -hmm. my relationships all fall apart. When those lies come and those little sneaky voices that sometimes you start to own, there is always a moment of decision where there's truth instead. And so I visualize that with like kind of these golden clues that these different characters saw and they could follow those golden clues and they opened them up to this broad place, right? The scripture says that God wants us to come out into a, a broad and open place, right? Mm -hmm. um, but we have to start listening to what God's saying and agreeing with what he's saying. And the first step is to catch those lies that come to knock them down and say, what does God say about this instead? And what, what cracked me up about this book, and I shouldn't say cracked me up because it's God and he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But I, I felt like I had to get the book out, right? Well, my deadline was the beginning of March because I was supposed to go to Israel for two weeks. It was the first time I've been. I was super excited. Um, but guess what was going on instead? <laughs> this pandemic was about to start and God and, knew that. Well, and the first two lies that the book talks about, chapter one is about the fear of lack, not having enough toilet paper. Hello. And the second <laughs> chapter is about the fear of death. Come that on. Your body is not going to live to see your full length of days. And, and I just looked at that and thought, Holy Spirit, you are amazing. Like here I thought I had to get the book out because I was going to Israel. And he said, no, like my people still are believing lies. They need to come into come agreement on. with the fact that I am not a God of lack, nor mm. am I a God of disease and death. Come on. That I am a God of enough and more than enough. And I am a God of health and supernatural victory in our bodies. And I just... I love how he does things. I don't, do you know Dr. Clarice Fluitt? Uh, yes, I sure do. She's, she, she's, she's so funny. Sometimes she said, what does she say? God will let you believe anything he needs you to, to get you moving. So mm -hmm. here, I thought I had to have the book out and instead it, for a trip. And instead it was because this pandemic was about to hit. And, yes. and I, he's so brilliant y'all. But anyway, I tried to put it out as a nonfiction book and it wouldn't come out that way. So it's nonfiction. I really feel like it's something you can put in the hands of people who won't read Christian books. I yep. pray that it is. Um, and just encourage them because it's, it's a really quick read. There are these little fictional short stories. And then at the end, there's an appendix of scripture, but like in the beginning, it's not overtly Christian. Nope. So nope. And, and the thing about it, it's like a storyteller which I love because I'm a storyteller. So that's another thing that we kind of have in common because there's a, there's a beauty, like Jesus spoke in stories and parables because it was easy for the person to get caught up and to see themselves in a situation. Sometimes when you're giving different scenarios where it's not a story and it's more of a how to, sometimes you can't connect. But when you put out, put it as a story, like we can see ourselves in, in different people sometimes. So I can relate to that because there's a part of me, like there, there were so many, so many beautiful things. And I do want to talk about the supernatural part of this because yeah. that's, I think that is the beauty of this is that you're talking about that we, we are believers, but we're supernatural. And we forget that, that we have to be able to step outside of our, our um, par uh, what is it, par uh, paradigm. paradigm, thank you. We have to step out of our paradigm sometimes to 
see how to fix things, how to engage in things. And God is able to give us a deeper understanding. It says that when we go to the Lord, when we seek him, when we ask, when we knock, he's going to give us what we need, you know, and the deeper revelation comes in that deep relationship with God. And the deeper your relationship is with him, the more you're going to get. Because just like with Jesus, he talked to the masses, then he talked to the 12 disciples, but then he brought in Peter, James, and John. And each one got a different revelation based on their their, uh, relationship. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, let's, let's, let's talk about opening up the, the seer part of this book, because that was, so as, as you would hear, cause these are different stories from different people, correct? Like or, real people? Or are they just, are, are these based on situations that are just like out in the world and you just kind of turned it into a fictional, I'm just going to make up like Peter, Paul at Mary's names, or are these were these actual situations with with different individuals that you knew that you might have changed the name to protect their identity? No, these are original from Holy Spirit. Okay. But I will say, as I wrote them, I saw myself in them. But, That's what I was asking. Okay. You- but, but it wasn't like I had been through this situation. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and I had a friend that said the same thing. She was like, it... I saw myself in every story. It was distant, but it was close. And that's the point of a parable. So I'm like, all right, good, good for you, Holy Spirit. You did it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that, I think that is uh, the fun part of it because the Holy Spirit knows exactly what words to use to entice us in, to step into it, to examine our hearts and to examine the, the disappointments, because you dealt with disappointments, you yeah. dealt with fear, you dealt with lack, you dealt with your past kind of always being something that is never going to, you're going to be able to run from, you dealt with addiction. I mean, you dealt with a lot of different places that maybe like you didn't personally experience, but some of the, the feelings were, yeah. were true. Yeah. And I felt like God said, I actually, I put out a social media post. This is, I don't, most of y'all probably, you get a project and it percolates for a couple of years. So I did a social media post a few years ago, literally like years where I said, what are some of the biggest lies that people believe the, the kind of lie that takes them out, that literally takes their life off track. And I got so many responses. And so I dwindled them down and sorted, sorted, sorted into like the big seven. And then there's an appendix with the rest of them, um, another like 25 or 30. But 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 they're they're the big lies, the ones that the enemy, if he can get you to agree that your body's not going to make it, Come if on. he can get you to agree that your best efforts fail, so why try? If he can get you to agree that because of your past mistakes, you're never mm-hmm. going anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about these are like these are the life derailing. He is he is a thief and an accuser, and our God is a redeemer of everything even our biggest mistakes. And, and I just got, it's like God is just crying out for his people to realize their personal power and authority to reject the lie and to get their butts on the path of truth. That's so good. I love that. Okay. So, so let's, let's just talk about, because especially with everything that's been going on and because, um, because the enemy is a, uh, is he's the king of lies. Yeah. Let's just take let's just take a scenario that you can kind of walk us through 
so that we can see the truth and how God can redeem the lie and put us back on a path of, because one of the things that I felt is like when we are walking through, through a pathway of lies, it, it, it has cracks. It has like deep pivots in it. Like it's not a smooth road. No, no, no. You can't you can't run on that type of a road. If it's filled with all kinds of divots and stuff, you know, like you can't go where there's potholes because you can fall in and you can break a leg. So yeah. that's not where a runner is going to run. But a runner will run on a smooth surface. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. what truth is because it yeah. smooths out all those lies. It smooths <clears throat> and fills in all the missing pieces. Yeah. So so let, let's just take people through like a little scenario of what that might look like. Do you want to do one from the book or do you have something in mind based on current events? Uh, <laughs> you're just pushing that envelope, aren't you? <laughs> That's why I love you. I think that I really, I was like, oh, yeah, come on. Okay. So let's just say for instance, okay. you are trapped in, oh, I don't know, fear. Okay. Let's talk about fear because you have been told that it is dangerous every place that you go and yeah. that everything that you could possibly do could be a death sentence. How about that? Does that okay. put us in there? <laughs> sure. Okay. okay so, so you think about as you're, as you're feeling these feelings, where are those coming from? Okay. So you have thoughts planted in you from the news. You have the visual stimulation from seeing everybody wearing masks from people running from you if your nose is exposed. Um, so we have all of these inputs that are based on the lie of fear, which that is the major uh, devourer on the earth right now that the enemy is using to get us all to hide and cower, right? Instead of rising up. Okay, but so <clears throat> as you see those inputs coming, you have to choose to refuse those inputs and say, what does God say about this? If Jesus were right here beside me and he heard that news report, would he turn it off? Holy Spirit, you are here with me in this store. Those people are looking at me like this. What do you have to say? Mm -hmm. um, if you think about the scriptures that talk about he hasn't given me a spirit of fear. What? What did he give me? A spirit of power, mm -hmm. power, love, and a sound mind. It's like you have to shut down the channels that are bringing in all those fearful inputs that's the way to get rid of the lies. And then you got to fill yourself back up with the truth. And too many people, all their inputs right now are fear, right? Um, and I think that's the biggest thing is the self-control to know, like, to know how to um, turn it, tune into the right, the right sources that are going to help you stay on the right path. I mean, that to me has been the biggest, we got to know each other, like we said on Twitter and Periscope. That has been the biggest thing is like finding a community of people who absolutely refuse to listen to the nonsense and they're yeah. going to, they're going to choose to tune in to people who are giving them the truth, even if it hurts. Um, and so I, I, I'm trying to think, did I address your scenario? You did. So I'm walking through the store. And so how do I respond instead? You know, I'm smiling at people. I'm probably not wearing the, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, am I going to get penalized? the dirty diaper? <laughs> But the point is, but it's like, okay, God, what would you have me do instead? What does walking sure. in the opposite of fear look like today? Does it look like I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna hug that person that desperately needs a hug and that is suicidal because yeah. it's friends? Mm -hmm. What does it look like? Does it look like still going and picking up your neighbor's kid and taking them with your kids somewhere because you're not 
you know, you're not, you refuse to cower to this thing. You're going to minister to other people and get them to move out with courage and confidence. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, okay. And now, all right, let's, let's take another scenario from, from real Dave events. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about that. You're, you're hearing all the people who, who did, you know, that they suffered and they, you know, they, they lost their jobs and all, all these other things. So now the enemy comes over and goes, you shouldn't do that because you know what? They, God didn't save them. And that person was a believer. That person, because I know I've known a couple people who were believers who went home with the Lord because um there was a infection that got into their body that was not properly treated. And so you have that voice that says, Oh, well, God didn't do that for them. And look at how they were so much better than you. Oh man, that is comparison is. Comparison is like the enemy's like secret weapon, especially uh, among yes. believers. Uh, Joseph Prince said something one time years ago that really got through to me. He said, we don't touch other people's cases. Do not touch their case. It's none of your business. Well, but as for me, what does this word say? Um, and you cannot, you can absolutely cannot take evidence from other people's lives for you because you know what? There's always a sad story. I'm sorry. The enemy is a destroyer of people's lives. And it That's doesn't right. matter what you think is going on with them outside. You have no idea what's going on truly nope. in their heart. Um, I ha actually had a friend. This is a, let me tell this, because I did talk about sure. this in the book. I had a friend who had cancer multiple times. And she said to me, nobody understands, Andrea, these conversations that happen when you're at death's door between you and Jesus. Nobody really sees them and understands them. So you might see somebody that is absolutely standing in faith. They look like they, they've always been this, but in their heart, they're like, I just want to go home. I'm done. And she was like, Andrea, nobody sees those conversations. And then, and in addition to that, Sean Bowles was talking about how he was super sick with a parasite one time. And he literally, he knew he had to choose you guys. He had to choose to either come into agreement with life or death because he was so sick. And he said, I didn't have the energy to stand up and shout scripture. I didn't have the energy to do what looked like faith. But in my heart, I said, God, I want to live. And he was like, that was it. From that day forward, I started getting better because he came into agreement with truth in his heart. But nobody can see those private conversations going on. That's why it is the absolute worst idea to take other people's situations as your evidence. This is all the evidence you need right here. The word of God, which is why I loaded the appendix with scripture to answer every single lie that that uh, was showed up on that social media post. That's awesome. And that's like where I feel we are we are in right now is that <clears throat> how did Jesus combat every single lie that came against him yeah, from the on. devil in the wilderness? Come on, Lisa. he used he used his scripture because the enemy and that's the other thing. Let, let's just go there because the enemy was trying to use the scripture against Jesus. And yes. he was trying to say, doesn't it say, doesn't yes. it say, because yes. you know, that's how the enemy will do things. He's going to twist and turn things mm -hmm. into making you submit into yes. what he wants you to do. It's really manipulation. It really is intimidation. But Jesus was like, dude, I don't know if you've read the book, but <laughs> I win. <laughs> I win. Like, I saw you fall. Right. Come on right. now. Right. Like, I saw you fall. Don't you even, don't right. even think about it. 
you know? So that's where we have to be. We have to be right now in this season. We have to be so wise with our words because people will take scripture and twist it just to be convenient for them. The Lord talked to me about that. And he said, Lisa, he says, my, he says, my word is alive. He -hmm. says, but so many take it and kill it because Mm -hmm. he says that it only means one thing. Right? Right? Yeah. Seriously. They kill his word because they say this is what it means. And that's not what it means. Yeah. Because if it's alive, that means it, it, it's always moving. It's always changing. And it can mean something at one point, And then you get a deeper revelation at another point. But if, if there is no deeper revelation, then right. that word is dead. <clears throat> just saying. I'm like, I'm like, I know. I'm just going <laughs> to. Dropping the mic for Lisa. I mean, like, because when you think about it, you know, as we're we're going through these things, there are 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 things that are being said. Yeah. Okay. There are things that are being said that you know, like this poor woman who had to deal with the cancer. Yeah. There was no hope because there was no hope being spoken into her life. Yeah. There was no hope because when you start to hear the the clamoring of everybody else around you. There's something that happens. Your your hope becomes deferred. Yeah. Well, and, you know, she actually had a really interesting, let's test. I feel like we're supposed to testify about that. Uh, A lot of people are fighting cancer and have fought cancer, and um, it is from the pit of hell. But she, um, this particular woman actually had thyroid cancer, and she was at MD Anderson in Houston, best cancer doctors in the world. She did what Holy Spirit told her to do, not what they told her to do. So she would have some surgeries and refuse some surgeries. And um, she was such a, she was such a rock. They couldn't budge her. Do you know that they now handle thyroid cancer based on her protocol? Because God led her through it. They literally changed how they handle thyroid cancer because of her case and others like her. Versus a lot of people literally got their whole throat, all of this cut out, couldn't talk, deformed. And she refused, she absolutely refused and how they handled it for her. She's still living. And now they handle that for other people because she knew, she knew the voice of her father. She knew the word Mm -hmm. of God. And she knew that, you know, sometimes medical doctors have the answer and sometimes they don't. That's right. And it was, it was, it's a beautiful testimony of what it looks like to represent the kingdom everywhere you go. It doesn't mean you refuse medical help. Right. Um, I mean, but it doesn't mean that you take everything they say either. Uh, what's that scripture? Whose report will you believe? will believe the report of the Lord. Like that's right. That is that. I mean, like whenever those lies come to me, you guys, that's one of the scriptures I stand on. I'm like, I'm not listening to the doctor's report. I'm not listening to the economist's report. I am not listening to the news anchor's report. I'm not nope. even listening to president Trump's report. I'm listening to the Lord's report. That's right. And see, when you, but see, that's the other thing too. When you know who you are, no other voice do you listen to. My oh. sheep know my voice. No other will yeah. they follow. Yeah. So as she was standing and going through this, she was hearing all these things, but she stood because she knew the voice. Yeah. If you don't know the voice, you can't be moved. Yeah, I mean, you can be moved. If you don't know the right voice to listen to, if right. you don't know how to tune in and tune out the other voices that are coming, because that's that's exactly what it is. It, it's the distraction of um of just being in uh in the midst when you're in the midst of the storm there's lots and lots of sounds that are coming 
And so if you can get yourself into the eye where there's silence, everything can go around you, but you're in the eye of the storm. And the Lord once, he took me into a, I was in this storm. (laughs) I was in this spiritual storm of craziness. And I saw Jesus and he took my hand and he walked with me into the middle, into the eye of the storm. And he said to me, he said, Lisa, he said, this is the place where you're going to find your peace. This is where you're going to be able to, to get yourself built back up. And you're going to know that you're halfway through. And he says, and you'll be able to get through that second half as long as you stay in the center. Keep me, keep me Amen. as your center. Amen. Keep my eyes and keep your eyes on me. In the eye of the storm is yeah. where the peace is. So as we can go through all these different storms, and it's funny because there were just a few times that I became really um, frustrated and really uh, hurt about like what was going on. But for the most part, I had so much peace in the eye of this storm that I was able to speak to other people and say, hey, excuse me, this is going to be, this is, this is, you know, it can't stay forever. Can't yeah. stay forever. So, you know, as, so you, so you have different people who have gone through physical things. You've had things, emotional things. Um, I think one of the biggest things is um, when, when the enemy comes after you about your identity. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about that because I think that everybody can relate to it's always going to be, you're always going to be. It was this way as a child, so it's going to be this way as adult. You didn't have this, and you're never going to have this. And so we, so we are being pulled from our place of knowing who we are, and the enemy is constantly wanting to steal our identity, which was yeah. another thing that he went after Jesus about. Yeah. If you are the son of God, if, that's it. And Jesus had to stand in a place where he was not moved or shaken because he knew who he was. Yeah. Well, okay. So I want to go back to one thing really fast. Though. Sure. When you were talking about being in the eye and knowing his voice. So like whenever I'm doing stuff, it's like I, I can almost hear the butts, people going, but, but. So for people who maybe don't feel that confident hearing his voice and you're going, guys, I, I, I don't experience that. I don't, I don't know what that's like. The Bible is the best way to get to know his voice. And if you try to read it through cover to cover, it can be a little overwhelming. And so this is what I would encourage you to do. There's so many good resources out there. Um, but like Joyce Meyer's book is called The Secret Power of Speaking God's Word. It's a little like purple book and it has topics for all these different topics and scriptures that relate to that. So you get to know God's character through his word. And when you get to know his character, that equals his voice. You know that his character is love, goodness, peace, joy, mercy, grace. Does that make sense? Um, Because I think so many times people overcomplicate hearing God's voice when learning his promises in scripture is getting to know his heart. And when you know his heart, then then you discern his voice because you're like, that doesn't sound like my dad. That sounds like my dad. Does that make sense? And now he comes and lies to me. It almost sounds like the demonic almost sounds like a scream because they're so like, it's like a screech. And I'm like, because at this point, 
they just don't have any sway with me. And I'm like, why do y'all even try? Because his voice is mellow and smooth and Andrea, it's going to be okay. But just do this. This one's going to, because I ask him questions all the time. Yes or no. But it's because I know his character in his heart. And so I, I guess I wanted to throw that out there. And in the back of this book, this one's not exhaustive, but in the back of this book, there's like 30 big lies in an appendix and scriptural rebuttals for everyone. Um, because guys, when you get to know his heart, then you get to know his voice. And, and I hope that that gives you an actionable step to start to feel more confident for knowing your dad's voice. Okay. So now I'm so glad that you brought that up because, yes. um, because I'm here in the appendix. <laughs> and um, I want to go right to lie 22. Okay. And it says, I should just do what makes me feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> that was one that showed up on my social media post a lot in, in one form or another. Okay, mm -hmm. so why did you want to go there? Well, because I think a lot of people will try to say, well, God wants me to be happy and God doesn't want me to, um, he doesn't want me to be sad. I mean, and, and it actually says that the joy of the Lord is our strength, but I think we misconstrue what that is because God, God has emotions, he has emotions and he loves, he loves joy. But if we understand that his joy is a weapon, yeah, it's because he's not in, he is outside of being afraid because what's the opposite of being afraid is joy. Yeah. And so as we start to see that, but a lot of people believe that, you know, I'm a Christian, I can do, we're going to talk about greasy grace. Yeah. You know, yeah. God's going to just forgive me, so I might as well do it. But there's an honoring. Well, and I think, but I mean, that goes to, <laughs> you, just a, you just hit a nerve. That I did. To whether or not you, whether or not your circumstances dictate your happiness, physical, natural, earthly, temporary circumstances, or whether your relationship with the king determines your happiness. And so many Christians Christians don't really have a relationship with the king. They're just in it for the for the you know ticket to heaven and they still want their earthly natural circumstances. And I think for me the biggest shift came when my relational fulfillment with God became so much better than anything the earth can offer. Absolutely. And if people haven't tasted that, then they still kind of have this perspective. Um it says to taste and see that the Lord is good. This isn't boring church. This goes back to my fullness message. You know, too mm -hmm. many people have been in boring church. So they just, they think the world is the best they have to offer. Um, mm. And I guess just deep relational, like get, getting to know this wonderful person who's your creator and ultimate fulfillment. Like that's better than anything on the earth. And I guess, I don't know, like growing up, I did not see it that way at all. I saw it as follow the rules or else. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And two people came out of that and then they saw Greasy Grace and went for that instead mm -hmm. of finding teaching, finding leadership and mentorship and discipleship into getting to know God's heart. Well, if we, if we look at, if we look at God being a good father, mm -hmm. okay, if you are a parent and you let your children do everything that makes them happy, yeah, that's a danger. Because then they don't understand what is actually good for them. Like if I said to my child, 
you know, I want you to make sure that you eat some broccoli. And they said, but that does not make me happy. I want to eat candy. And if I were just going to say, okay, you eat your candy while well, they're going to have tooth decay, there are going to be repercussions from poor yeah. choices. So yes. when we start to understand that if we trust Papa, that if we give God the the um, the influence and we give him the permission to speak yes. into our life, he's going to lead us into the places that are going to even do far and beyond all we can ask, think, or imagine, which is uh -huh. Ephesians 3.20. So the yes. true happiness is going to actually come from him and not going to be self, it's not self-served. Because right. if you take very good care of your children and you still make them do what is responsible, they can have a very happy childhood. They yeah. can have a very happy childhood. And they can yeah. say, my gosh, I had such a happy childhood. Well, yeah. but yet there were rules, yet there were restrictions, but those restrictions and those rules were set in place to make sure that the child stayed safe. Yeah, totally. I know. I'm like, I'm like, I, I can't add any more to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have, I have, I do have one thing that, okay. um, Andy Andrews, do you know who he is? He writes kind of like. I don't know, I'm trying to think. He wrote, what did he, he wrote that one book called, oh, it was so popular. Anyway, he said his biggest prayer for his kids was that they would have the long view of time, hmm. that, that God would give them the gift of seeing the long view of time because that allows you to push past the instant gratification. That's what I put in here. Although it may stretch me, I'll delay instant gratification and have the long view of time as God does. Because what you're saying, like God is raising us to be kings and queens and That's rulers right. with him into eternity. He's right. raising us to be that. So he has this end goal where he says, I'm not going to let you rot your teeth out. And I'm not going to let you do all these things. And we have this little short view of time that says here on earth, let me, whatever, buy the nice car, eat the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> the Wear the shoes. Right. But God is like, <laughs> no long view of time. Look where we're headed. And I'm raising you to be this and we'll have fun along the way. But the scripture that I put in there to rebut that lie was the Ecclesiastes scripture that there's a time and a season for everything. Yeah. Um, he's making it beautiful in his time. And so may we all have the gift of seeing, seeing eternally, if we can pray that big, that we oh, can come see, on. see the long view of time. Okay. Um, this one, this, uh, okay. this was, this is one of my favorites. You ready? Mm -hmm. The lie, just one person can't make a difference, especially in where we are right now. Let me just tell you something. Miss Stella, she made a difference. Yes, she did. She made a difference. She made my baby leap. I'm just saying. Stella she made my baby leap. Okay. okay. Number what? Uh, number 10. Number 10. This is fun. This is fun. <laughs> Because I think so many people discount and dismiss themselves. And that's one of my oh. biggest. Oh, I'm just saying. You are this. really good at that. You are really good at validating people and their calling. And I bless that in you. Oh, well, thank you. And I, and I got to tell you, it came from knowing because God talked to me very, very early on. And he said, Lisa, I don't want you to be jealous of people. And he said, he said, because what I have created you to do, no one else can do it. It's been mm -hmm. specifically designed just for you. Then he said that other person, he said, you can't do that because you're not that person. 
You don't have everything that you need to get that job done like that person does. So don't ever compare yourself to Joyce Meyer. Don't compare yourself to, to any of these, any of these uh, big name people. He says, because that is not you. You are created to be Lisa and Le you are the best at being Lisa, just like you are the best at being Andrea. However, he said, he said that the people that you can influence and the people that will come to you, you can't reach everybody. So it's going to take lots of people to do it. So guess what? It's a big harvest. I said that today. It is a very big, big harvest. There's no, no, and, and honestly, and really now look, now let's just put it this way. It's a harvest is so stinking big. Okay. And my wagon is filled, but I still <laughs> got stuff at my place. And I say to you, Andrea, can you come over here and bring your wagon and help me pull up this stuff? Like who's going to say come no. Come on. That's like, that's the whole thing. Every voice, if you look at my, my go-to is like when we go to the to Jericho, every single person's voice was used when they marched around Jericho. Every single footprint was important. Every single person's voice was important because if they didn't have every single person represented, those walls might not have come down. It took every frequency that went out. Everybody carries a different frequency. Some people are shouters. Some people whistle. Some people make that sound. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know that sounds. Do you? It's funny, like the, my first book and when uh -huh. I started blogging and stuff, I remembered the lie that came to me. The enemy said, how many Christian speakers are there? Mm -hmm. How many women writer mm -hmm. wannabes are there? Oh, you're just another one of those. And I'm like, no, I'm just doing it because God told me to. Mm -hmm. but, I, but that lie was very tempting. And what God said to me was, how many different kinds of people are there on the earth? And I mean, I haven't traveled a ton, but I've traveled some. How many different cultures and temperaments and like, it's crazy. And he said, I need a tailored voice to each one. So like, good. even if it's a one-to-one -one ratio, it's enough. It's not because you're like, you're saying the harvest is big, but never invalidate what God put in you because he needs a multi-pronged approach to get every single one of his kids in. And if you know him, that means you're part of the, you're part of the harvest team. You That's are not it. on the nobody is on the bench in this move huh, come on <clears throat> all right one last because i, I know we we're gonna get you going because we're gonna yeah, i want to i want to pray into that one really fast sure uh do you want to start I, I no i love that you do this no you you go ahead i, I I'll, I'll pick for every person listening that has been approached with a lie that invalidates uh -huh. the gold that you put in their field the gold the gold that is meant for specific individuals. Their name is on it. Jesus, right now we validate the identity Shoot. you've put in them, the life message you have put in them. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we anoint them for your service. They do not need to be formally recognized by the powers that be, God, because this move is a go move. So God, yeah. right now in then we release each and every one of those that feel like they've been benched, overlooked. We call them forth. We call you forth as laborers in this harvest. You're not going to sit on the sidelines anymore. Come forth in Jesus' name. He has a work for you to do. <clears throat> that was so good. And when you started to say the, well, I'm itching. I think there's an angel in here. Um, oh, yeah, there is. Uh, when you said, when you said the, Pulling out the gold, it went 
because one of the <laughs> one of the things I say, I said I'm a gold digger, <laughs> as you are, Amen. as you are. That's as right. you are. In the best possible way. Oh, heck yeah. Let me tell you something. You might look like all kinds of, I'll wash it. I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you what's inside. I'll show you what's inside. That's what you do too, Andrea. You pull out the golden people. You are, you know how, you have that beeper, man. And it goes beep, 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 beep. And it just, you're able to find that gold quick. So and we, I, I just want to, um, I actually want to pray over you if that's okay. Yeah. Okay. So Lord, I just thank you for Andrea. I thank you, Father God, that, that she has a, a her mouth is a, a weapon, a weapon of mass destruction against the enemy's lies, Lord. I thank you, Father God, that she has the pen of a ready writer. And I thank you, Father God, that her tongue is like a sword that splits through the atmosphere of the lies and the truth, Lord. I thank you, Father God, that she is serving up such a buffet of truth and of goodness for people to come and to feast upon, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for the influence and for the places that you are taking her, Lord. And I thank you, Father God, for the direction and the covering that you have over her, Lord. I thank you that this is going to be a season in which she's going to move like she's never moved before, Lord. And I thank you, Father God, that the dinner bell is ringing. I'm hearing the dinner bell is ringing. And I, because it's time, it's time, it's time. Amen. Yeah. So um, I want to, we have seven minutes. Okay. So I want to, um, oh, this one, where is it? Oh, here it is. Hold on. It's so good. Cause this is, this is the big one. My faith isn't enough for a miracle. Woo. I know. <clears throat> I'm telling you, these are the lies that people believe. They're the ones who told them to me. Let's Come on. See. That number is number 14. 14. Oh, yes, and 14 is my number. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Whew. What is my rebuttal? I'm going to read the truth and the, and the scripture, I feel yes. like. I will not hang on to my prayers too tightly in self-effort. I trust that God, who is Lord of the harvest, will bring them to pass. I will take my mustard seed of faith. Have y'all seen a mustard seed? It's about uh, a tenth the size of a pencil eraser. Okay, I will take my mustard seed of faith and belief, and then, then I will rely on the faith and the power of Jesus alone to bring about victory in my life. I lean into his character as the Almighty. Guys, you just have a mustard seed. That's all you mm. need. It's like literally like a tenth of a pencil eraser. If you Google mustard seed, you will see how small it is. Um, and the scripture there is Psalm 62, 5 through 7. For God alone, my soul waits in silence, and I submit to him, for my hope is from him. He is my rock, my salvation, my fortress defense. I will not be shaken or discouraged. On God, my salvation, my glory rest. He is my rock of strength, my refuge in God. Um, this self-effort thing has to die. And yeah. again, that comes with knowing his heart, with yeah. knowing that he is not expecting you to muster up the faith. He's yeah. saying, just bring me what you have, and then lean into my character. Um, I, love that. I, I mean, I grew up in religion. I grew up thinking I had to confess every sin before I died. I, I get this mentality. Or I, if I didn't confess every sin, I thought I was going to die. Literally when I went to bed almost every night for years. Um, and it is so, it is so, it's such a poisonous ploy of the enemy because we don't have it. If we had it, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. 
Like, we just take the little we have, like the little boy with his lunch, right? He just took his little pitiful lunch and Jesus put his hand on it and it was enough. So you take your little faith, like the little the little boy with his, how, what do you have, five loaves and two fishes? He just took that and it fed thousands when it was multiplied in Jesus's hands. And so we just use that live for all of you out there who Come on. Uh, felt like you have to muster up the faith to get something done. It's a I lie love that. And we refuse it in Jesus' name. Okay. So before we leave, I would love for you to pray that that people will start to walk on their path of truth. Amen. <clears throat> Father, I just thank you that um, I had no idea in this hour the truth that was going to be unleashed. God, this is truly a time where you're opening people's eyes to stuff they've never seen before. So Jesus, we just thank you in accordance with, with that era. We thank you that, that not just because I wrote this book and not just because people are here on the broadcast tonight, but God, because you said this was the time for the great awakening. This was the time for dark to light. What does that mean, you guys? Dark to light means getting away from the lies and figuring out what was the truth all along. So God, I just pray that in this season of awakening and enlightening, God, that people get to know eternal truth like they've never known it before deep 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 in their belly i feel like somebody out there is feeling like a burning in your belly right now that's holy spirit that's holy spirit in you saying um that he's stirring he's stirring this in you that this message was for you and that he has things to teach you and to show you and he he's a good dad and a good teacher he teaches his lessons um, if we're listening, he teaches his lessons in a glorious way. So God, I just thank you for this individual and anyone else out there, God, for a special anointing um, to shut down those lies as they come, to identify them quickly, shut them down and, and catch the truth, catch the truth. It might be quieter. The shepherd's voice can be quieter than the clamor, but God, you give us a grace to do that in this hour, to shut out the channels that we don't need to be listening to and to tune into your truth. Pray for an anointing on the word of God, that it comes alive to people, that they find the promises for this moment, that they find the promises for their path forward. May their Bible supernaturally fall open. It happens, people. May it supernaturally fall open to where they need to be in the word for that day, for that week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was, whew, that was good. That was awesome. That was wonderful. I'm sorry. I'm hot. I know. Well, that's, that is called Holy Spirit. <laughs> that, that burning in your belly. Is that weird. burning in your belly. I'm just saying. So, okay. So we have the path of truth, which if people are interested in getting it, they can go to andreajoy.org. Yes. And it's on Amazon as a paperback and as a Kindle. And the Kindle is like as cheap as I could get it, you guys, $2.99. Okay. And you can buy it for somebody. This is what I love. They don't have to have a Kindle. Anybody with a smartphone can get a Kindle app. You can buy them a $2.99 book and send it to their phone and plant some seed, y'all. Oh, come on. That's a that's a big, that's a big little present. Just saying. That's a huge present. I agree. I made the Kindle version as cheap as Amazon would let me. So take advantage of that. And um, thanks for having me, Lisa. Absolutely. And if people are interested in following Andrea Joy, you can actually go to andreajoy.org. You can also find her on Periscope, which she's about to leave to go and do. So um, we're going to have you back and uh, we're, we're plotting and planning. We're plotting and planning and, and thinking about doing a, uh, a daddy's girl. So I'm going to let you go. Love you. I will talk to you soon. I'll see you over at Periscope. I'll be over there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Okay. Bye-bye.
Okay, guys, I just wanted to say thank you so much for, for coming on. I also wanted to just announce that um, after much deliberation and uh, because uh, I got so excited um, today, I'm announcing that Daddy's Girl is going to be coming. That's right. Daddy's Girl is coming to New Jersey. It is going to be coming in September. I'm going to be putting it up on my website. You can go to www.touchedbyprayer.com. It is going to be a fun-filled and powerful power packed event. It is going to be called, um, uh, following the fire because that's what I'm after. We're after following the fire. We are after following Jesus. We're following the Lord in everything that he's doing. And so we're ready to start moving. It is time for us to start moving. And I just really want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that don't be silent anymore. It is time to start using your voices. It is time to start proclaiming and decreeing and declaring the good things that God has promised you. You need to be your own advocate sometimes, and you need to start walking around your house and you need to start shouting and saying, the Lord said that this is going to happen. And the Lord said that this is going to happen. Because as we start speaking these things out, we're establishing them here on earth. That is something that we can do as sons and as daughters. It says that, that all of creation is groaning for the sons and daughters of God to arise. And I really believe that this is the season that we rise up. I believe that this is going to be the season that we move into a new level, that we understand our authority, and we start to shake heaven. And as heaven comes down, people are going to start to say, who are those bright and shiny ones? Who are those bright and shiny ones? Because they have been following the Lord. And that's where I'm planning on going. So I just wanted to encourage you and leave you with that. I just want to thank you guys for coming again. If you guys are interested in getting The Path of Truth, it's a great book. It's so much fun. There's so many things that we didn't even talk about, but there were so many great like visuals in there and just beauty in here. I love Andrea. She's such a, she really is a joy. So you definitely want to follow her. Go to andreajoy.org. You can also follow her on, uh, she's on Twitter. You can also follow her on Periscope. You can also follow me on Periscope. Thank you guys who did watch on uh, Touch My Prayer TV. Thank you for subscribing. I hope that it was uh, it was fun. I look forward to next week. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. I'm dropping everything because now I'm all excited. <laughs> but thank you guys uh, for tuning in. Remember to go out and touch someone. I'll see you next week. Goodbye.